You're listening to Soul Crush, a podcast dedicated to embodied spirituality, sexuality, and stories that soothe and inspire the soul. Each episode will be interviewing and having conversations with different teachers, healers, artists, people who have really taken hold of the wounding that they've experienced in life as a human and have learned how to extract the juice of creativity and um, empowerment that is inside of it. Our wish is that you deeply receive the transmission of each episode welcoming you into a greater alignment with your own soul's purpose and passion. Enjoy the episode and let us know if you have any questions. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode of Soul Crush. We have one exciting training coming up at the end of September called the Wounded Healer Training, where we explore embodiment and energy healing through the lens of astrology and tantra. Heidi will be one of our guest facilitators, and it's an eight-week journey into the heart, giving you lots of good downloads on your own intuition and love and ways to really practically apply these things into your life, either as a healer or as a teacher. If you are, you'll get tons of really great insights and um, new teachings and Even if you don't consider yourself a healer, this is a way of really going deep into self-healing tools and practices that help from everything from anxiety and depression to just, you know, that general sense of intensity that I think we're all feeling these days. So please join us at theloverecovery.com. You can find all the information there on my Instagram at Art of Loving and sending you all so much love and so many blessings. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome. So today we have a really exciting class and um, I would say like juicy, really like healing session, even though Heidi doesn't really call herself a healer. She's deeply healing um, soul and person in in my life and in many people's lives. Um, And this is Heidi Rose Robbins. She is an astrologer and a beautiful writer and poet and a mother and a wife and so many amazing things. Um, some of you probably know her already because um, she offers a really great service on Instagram offering for like, how long have you been doing the moon notes? Two and a half years now. I can't believe it, but yes. Yeah. Going up every, every day to write a little moon note. <laughs> oh, so beautiful. And it's helped so many people. Like every, you know, every day she offers the the sign that the moon is in and just some some poetic and beautiful um, inspirations and, and revelations around that. So today, so how are you doing, Heidi? I'm good. I'm very happy as always to be with you because I know it's going to be a good conversation. <laughs> good. So what we're going to talk about today is some different ways that you can kind of explore 
um, through astrology, but just also like what it really means to um, what Heidi was just sharing actually before we started this recording, like what it means to be able to soften into the, what you are here to give, you know, and what your soul, um, how your soul's purpose, which is what really we'll be talking about a lot in this particular training, how, you know, it's really interwoven in the things that we kind of, you know, wrestle with and struggle with in, in our life. And um, at the same time, how we can open ourselves up in a way that allows us to continue to be generous um, and at the same time really take care of ourselves as we're kind of walking walking this journey of being very imperfect humans <laughs> that really care about you know giving and, and care about making a difference. Yeah. So yeah, Heidi, I'd love to just have you maybe share anything that comes up for you around um, around all that. Yeah. Well, so just to say, one of the things that I've been doing, I've been an astrologer for 20 years, um, but one of the things I've been doing recently in the last two and a half years is that I've been making little snapshots for people where I record um, uh, like a 10 to 15 minute audio as I look at the person's chart. But I ask people ahead of time, you know, what are some of the things that you're wrestling with? What do you, you know, what, what do you need to know? And one of the hugest things is, I, I, I'm seeking purpose or I have this idea and I don't know how to put it forward or I'm, I have an idea and I'm, and I have this obstruction or I'm terrified to fill in the blank, you know? So one of the most beautiful things about astrology is that if you know just three positions, mm -hmm. you have like a beautiful blueprint about how to proceed towards your soul's purpose mm -hmm. because in in soul-centered astrology that point the rising sign point and if you don't know your rising sign like we're in an age now where you can just enter your birth info on any site anywhere you know and you can get your rising sign but that's that little rising sign is such a key to where you can be generous to how you can give your gift for those that are really like in doing a job they hate, but they're looking for the, what they should be doing. It gives you like the playground. It gives you the air, the, the energy that you might want to use and giving your soul's purpose. Right. So knowing that energy is fundamental, mm. but also knowing the energy of the moon position, which in astrology captures the place where we can get, stuck in old patterns of behavior where we can revisit again and again and again and sort of never quite break out of it. We need to visit that place and set ourselves free from that place again and again. Yeah. In order to live gently and softly and sweetly and fiercely and all of those things into the rising sign. So, you know, this is a beautiful tool for somebody that either has the idea of who they want to be in the world and what they want to do, or the person that's like, I have this yearning, but I'm not quite sure the field in which I'm meant to express it, you know? Yeah, it's so powerful. I feel like that when I learned about that for myself, like the Aquarius rising, because I've never, you know, I never really um, knew about the importance of it until, you know, I started working with you until I met you and your work. And it just made so much more sense. Like it was just so like to know, yeah. And everything that I learned about Aquarius, I was like, Oh my God, like that makes so much sense. And it like helped me open up to like the possibility of it in, in a new way. 
Yeah, and if you only knew that you were a Taurus, that would tell some truths. That would say, you're a woman that appreciates beauty and manifesting beauty. You're a woman that knows how to magnetize and knows what you value. And you're a woman that wants to see the light in things. But you, as long as I've known you, have been on the cutting edge of distributing that Taurian energy through Aquarius, which is like to say, let's create one love online. Do you know, like let's, let's feel our connection across the globe, etherically, electrically. Yeah. And that's Aquarius. And you embody Aquarius so deeply, so fully, that if we didn't know that about you, we'd be missing a gigantic chunk, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So, and Aquarius, so, so anybody that comes to me, the first thing we want to know is what is, you know, we can choose one or two words for the, for each rising sign, but what must you embody, you know? And, but then you can't force it. You can't yeah. force it. You have to liberate yourself into it. So you have to like address all those voices that are like, uh, you know, never, you won't do that. You're too yeah. fill in the blank. We have mm -hmm. to liberate those voices to let our, to let that light shine more fully and fully. And I love that connection that you're making between those things of, of, um, you know, and in, in astrology, it's like the moon sign and the rising sign, but anybody could feel into what those things are for them. Once you kind of have that information, it helps so much because it just really validates something that you're already internally experiencing that is like hard to sometimes name. Um, but I also feel like it's so validating because I think so many of us do really seek like, you know, it's like the the liberation from those things, but it's like those particular things that, you know, typically hold us back can oftentimes become like the only thing, you know, like they become the thing that like really keep us, you know, bound or trapped. And, and I think it's, it's really validating to really look at those actually being, which is so much of like what we're doing here is like really those like by shedding light on those things, it's like that other where we're headed and what we're here to really share with the world is it kind of really naturally unfolds in a certain way. There isn't, like you said, this kind of like, there doesn't have to be a pushing thing around it or that there really can't even be. It doesn't really work like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, you and I were talking about uh, a little while ago about writing and, or, or how, when we get in our own heads mm -hmm. and we're spinning and we're spinning and we're spinning, the writing helps us stop the spin. So you are a Gemini moon, right? So the spin can get in the way of the Aquarian distribution, right? Mm -hmm. And what you were saying is like, the minute that I can start to share my writing, the minute I can start to share a message, that quiets down the internal landscape, that quiets down all the voices because it's being distributed and it's, and it's helping and it's being a, a, a balm or a soothing agent. So, you know, you, your, your, we, we leave behind, as I've often said, the wretchedness of a particular position. And we kind of like walk gently towards the, the truest place of our, our generosity. And I, and we can be the most generous in a place that feels like it's our, it, 
it's our joy to offer it, you know? It's our joy to embody it. It's our joy to make it manifest. That's where we give our truest service. Yeah, I love that. Can you speak a little bit to how, because it feels like that, right? It's like there's a satisfaction when it is happening Mm-hmm. that is such a joy because it's like so natural because it's like something that you kind of know already, but you don't even know how you know it. Or, you know, that's why like these kind of things, sometimes it's like, it's not even about like getting a certification or a training or, a, you know what I mean? When there's something that's so interwoven in your own experience of being human, that it's like, it is a really natural thing in a certain way, you know? And, and um, I, I love, like, can you speak to, how to do that when it's like those moments where like it isn't doesn't feel like that right because like the moon like we were talking about like the 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 struggle of it right like the wrestling of it and how like like you've just really helped me in moments because when you're in it you know when you're like in the depths of like whatever that unconscious thing is that's kind of arising within you or whatever your wound is or whatever um it you feel oftentimes, or I, I'll speak for myself, but a lot of people I work with also have this experience where you feel really invalidated around what it is as well. Like you feel like, who am I to share about love when it is like the like the biggest challenge <laughs> in this lifetime for me? It feels like sometimes to be able to express it or to receive it or, you know, who am I to really share something that is actually like so hard for me in certain moments. Um, yeah. Like what, what would you say to somebody who's maybe feeling that side of it? Yeah. So let's, you know, we'll just use an astrological example. So, um, I have a Capricorn moon, right? So Capricorn moons will try to control everything mm-hmm. in its, in its, um, most difficult aspect a capricorn moon will try to contain contain everything and control everything and be in charge and uh not allow for any free free flowing emotion like capricorn is like you're going to be responsible you're going to keep it together you're not going to let other people know you're in pain and you're going to keep climbing mm-hmm. so and the inner voice is you, you should, you must, you are, you are flagging in your responsibility. That's the inner voice. So for all, for all of us, we have this inner voice that comes in. That's like beating you. Who are you to teach about love? Who you're a mess. You're chaotic. You da, 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 you're unstable. Mm-hmm. You know, so what do I do in those moments? First, I say, hello. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, here we are again. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. And I try amidst the tears or the sense of hopelessness to find a little glimmer of humor in the fact that I have to be in that place again, that it's taken this whole lifetime to keep processing this place that is so ingrained, right? Mm-hmm. So first I say hello and I try to just like breathe or soften or get a little perspective, just a little distance on it. You know, I can even imagine myself looking at it from 10 feet away or looking at my little crinkly self, right? And then 
you know, I can speak to you astrologically, then what I can say to myself is, oh my gosh, honey, I, you are so, you are so deficient right now, or you are lacking the nutrients of the sign that's opposite the moon, right? Mm -hmm. So in my case, the sign that's opposite Capricorn is Cancer. In your case, the sign that's opposite Gemini is Sagittarius. Oh, yeah. So you need to like drink that right now. You need to, or, or I would say you need to at least take a thimbleful and go like, <laughs> just give yourself one little drop of nourishment mm. of the energy that feels so far away. So Capricorn, you know, would say, push on, push on, push on. You're already behind. You're going to die soon. <laughs> and Cancer says, <laughs> um, sit down and have one spoonful of homemade soup, you mm. know, yeah. right? So the invitation of the polar opposite mm. and for you, you know, the, uh, the, the invitation would be like, but don't you, all these thoughts, all this, like um, all these reasons and Sagittarius would say one, choose one beautiful vision and take a step towards it or choose one hopeful thought and take a step towards it. Right. So. Yeah. It's so powerful to like feel into the, the opposite of that, you know? So if, yeah, I love that. Cause, cause Gemini moon can get really cerebral and can convince itself yeah. gorgeously yeah. all the reasons, right? But yeah. Sagittarius is much more like, it, it paints a big picture in the sky and says this, it, it breathes inspiration and hope in, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I love that. It's so interesting when you're saying that it's reminding me of this time I used to take this woman her name is Janet. I can't remember her last name. Stone? No, it's not Janet Stone. Anyway, this yoga teacher, um, she worked at Yoga Works in uh, Santa Monica. But I remember, and I used to just show up at her class all the time. I was like so deeply depressed in this moment. And I would just go to her class. Um, I went to her therapeutics class. So there was nobody that was less than 65. Most people had like a cane. Like it was like, everybody was like physically a mess. Like, yeah, yeah. like everybody. And, and I'm like, this is the best yoga class ever. You know, she's so smart, but like just the way anyway. And I remember she was having us just stand and basically you did like two things the whole time. You like stood and like listened to her and then you like lie down with your knees bent and your feet on the floor and just like listen to her tell you what to do. And I don't even know what she was doing, but that's why I loved it um, because it was really healing. But I remember at one point she had us just standing and like looking as if we were looking at a horizon. And, you know, and I just remember, and she was like one of those teachers that would walk around and kind of say things to you, but like, as she was talking to everybody, but you, it really was like, she really was talking to you and she would be like kind of close to, cause it happened a few times. And, you know, I remember her saying something like maybe, you know, at one point and just having us do that and say, and then she just said something like, you know, maybe if the, if your vision uh, was really interesting, it wouldn't be so hard to stay focused, you know? And I just remember it, like I started sobbing, you know, because, and because I was just like, oh my gosh, like that is exactly, you know, what I need, you know, and just, and, but like, it was so deeply healed, like at the time. And I wasn't until just this moment very right now where I realized probably why it was so healing, you know, to like, because at the time I was just like, I don't even know why it just, she says things and makes me cry, and, you know, but that's so true for me. And when I don't have that, it is very hard for me not to get lost inside of the, the chaos and like the negativity also, you know, of, um, of like, yeah, of being scattered, of being like, I don't know what I'm doing. I actually, you know, I could go from like 
making an amazing, like making an amazing vision happen and being like, I don't even know what I'm doing. What am I doing? I have 9 million things to do. I'm not doing anything because I'm just thinking about all the things I need to do that I'm not doing, you know? So. Well, exactly. And I mean, that's so beautiful. I love that she said that. And, you know, for you, of course, Sagittarius is the teacher. Mm-hmm. and the teacher that breathes inspiration. So if we move from the moon where we're stuck, like Gemini in its own right has so many beautiful things about it, but yeah. let's say the stuck part of Gemini, we move right. from the stuck part of Gemini to the liberation of Sagittarius, which mm-hmm. says, I've got to talk about it. I've got to paint a big, beautiful picture for somebody, for, for all of us. I don't even know if I'm living it yet, but I can paint the picture. Yeah. And then you're, and then, you cannot help but be liberated into your Aquarius, which is like, let's talk about it with everyone. Let's, let's yeah. get every group going that we can possibly get going. Let's meet yeah. and, you know, heal. And so, <laughs> I love that you said there was like, I don't need, I'm not even there yet, but that's exactly what I do all the time. I'm like, well, we're all going to go together. Like, I don't know how, but like, if we all do it, like, I know where we're going kind of, and let's just all go. And like, it'll be, it'll be way better <laughs> if we all just like, yeah, you, you only need to be like, you need to be able to articulate something about the vision. That's all yeah. you need to be able yeah. to articulate something, something that you glimpsed of mm-hmm. the truth of your rising sign. Mm-hmm. And then you can start, then you don't need to be an expert. Virgo yeah. people. You don't need to be an expert. You know, you don't, you, you can just start to be in an Aquarian circle and say, let's teach one another about this. I love that. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good to, um, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, so it's good to, you know, if you can even just have a few words about the wretchedness of your moon that liberates into the sign opposite, that points you into the direction of your rising sign, you're in amazing shape if you can do that. Yeah. And I think that is, you know, even just knowing those things and then it gives you something to kind of return back to. And then it's also just like any teaching where it's like every time you kind of learn about it or contemplate it, there's like a, a, a new layer of it, you know, that you can really tap into and, and that we're kind of um, can, can help to bring us back into that space of just, you know, acceptance, which is, I think so much of what gives us, um, gives us that freedom to just put ourselves, you know, put ourselves out there or, or, you know, sometimes take the time to be with the inspiration before that happens or whatever it is that's really authentic, you know, because obviously there's many different ways that we authentically um, share and offer our service. You know, sometimes it's, it is more of a, a moment of waiting. Like that's another one for me where it's like just waiting with the inspiration is also really helpful, (laughs) you know, like holding the inspiration and then seeing how it wants to unfold too. So um, yeah, I feel like that's really, really helpful and something that, um, everyone could really explore more of to kind of help them on their journey. Yeah. 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 It, it just feels like, um, you know, there's this quote from Alice Bailey's, um, the book, well, she's got 24 books, but one of her books, she talks about service. And I've been talking a lot about this lately, but it just is really landing where sometimes we're like, I've got to find my purpose. I've got to find my purpose, you know? And in fact, you know, I want to be of service. I want to contribute. But she says that true service is in a, is the spontaneous expression of the soul. Mm. So the spontaneous expression of the, the soul's energy. So if you are like, 
oh, I love this. And you start to be willing to share it in spite of all the voices in your head. You yeah. are service. Like it's just a matter of allowing yourself to share the joy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To share the expression. It doesn't even have to be joyful expression. To share the expression, the yep. spontaneous expression of who you are, what you've discovered, what you know now, what your questions are. You don't have to have passed all the certificates. You don't have to pass all the tests. You don't have to know what you're going to say for three hours in a workshop. It's like you just have to let yourself be there in your fullness. Mm. And you are of service. Yeah. And I love thinking about like being in service and something I teach about a lot of like being in service to the soul, you know, which is like what you're talking about, you know, where then it's like there doesn't have to be. Then if you like have a plan, like a loose plan, like you're really set, you know, because there's like, there's so much of, there's so much of like what we can't know. Cause I think so much of what we have to give we is the willingness to be inside of like not knowing, you know, like there's like, if we come into something like feeling like we really know it doesn't leave a whole lot of room. And why I, I really love your retreats, you know, is that like, it's clear that there's so much intent and so much um, preparation and, and there's so much put into it, you know, that you so clearly do. And then there's so much room for that experience of the unknown to reveal itself, which I think is like, you know, part of that, that service that like we really long to like feel and receive and, and be with and be close to, you know? And that, it, I mean, that's a beautiful reflection because, you know, that's been a huge part of my journey is to go from the part that feels like the Capricorn moon that feels like it has to be all meticulously laid out. The plan has to be in place versus the Leo rising that says, if one shows up in one's most authentic love offering, that's all that matters. And that everything that ripples around it is the delicious unknown, you know, is the yes, that is what happens when you say yes to the life energy that abounds when an Aquarian group forms that, you know, that wants to contribute to the life and to the light, you know? So it's like, it's my whole process has been one of like letting the loosening the grip and saying yeah. yes. And that's my journey from the moon to the rising sign. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. Yay. 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 Do you have a poem that you would like to read us? Gosh, you know what? I pulled out some and, uh, yay. Or a couple. I'm so happy. I feel like poetry is another great way that you share exactly what you were talking about. Like um, share that, like the joy and the the authentic expression of the soul. You know, it's you you transmit that. Like how poetry, you know, can can be that for for really anybody. I think you really give that so much in the way that you write poetry, and also just when you read it, and just your love of it is so. Um, it opens up so many doors, I think, for, for all of us to appreciate um, the, the value of it in, in such a deep way. So, yeah, well, this, you know, this, one of my favorite things is when a poem appears, it comes to me, right? You know, and it's just like when it's delivered through somebody else and I'm like, thank you, thank you. Oh my God, I love this poem. Because yeah. I have so many poems that I adore and that I return to again and again. But this is a poem that came to me from my friend Lori Wagner. 
and um, it's so beautiful. And it, I think we can, I think it maybe somehow fits in with what we've been talking about too, because it's, it has a little bit to do with letting go of an old self to welcome the unknown, I would say. And it's by Craig Van Ruin, or R-O-O-Y-E-N, and Craig with a C, and it's called Meeting the Buddha. Mm. A man hikes a mountain road with his daughter. She is two and rides his back. Prayer flags make river stones of their ears. But the poem does not start here. At some unmarked bend in the sky, the girl drops a stuffed animal. Nor is this the beginning. Only fa family can fathom the scale of this loss. Others who measure suffering in epidemics and battlefield casualties understandably take no notice. Yet for two years, the girl has never entered sleep without presence of the cotton rabbit. Mornings, her parents must speak to the stuffed piece of cloth before they are allowed to address their daughter. When the girl prays, she mouths the rabbit's secret totem name in gratitude. Needless to say, the man spends all afternoon tracing and retracing his ascent. And since in the local dialect, he does not know the words for, have you perhaps seen a furry pink bunny he suffers in silence and returns home, hands empty as last spring's bird's nests. Still, the poem has not started. That night, the girl sleeps for the first time with the Buddha. Surely even he secretly believed some attachments worth the suffering. And when she wakens, clutching at the emptiness beside her, when she rubs a phantom ear between her thumb and finger, when she cannot find the words for the nothing in her center, then, and only then, the poem finally starts. The beginning of some essential song she will spend her life trying to turn to praise. Think of the echoing sea in lightning whelk shells, the rattle of a summer gourd in winter not to mention the tiny flutes made from the hollow bones of songbirds. So good. For, for me, it's like, sometimes when we leave behind the old pattern, we think we'll die. When we leave behind the old pattern, if somebody says to me, stop, why are you so responsible? Why are you so rigid? Why are you so, why do you always feel like you have to achieve? I'll be like, well, because don't you get it? This is what we have to do in life. We have to be purposeful. I can have, I can tell, you know, I can be, I can be furious about, or I could be terrified about what it would feel like if my commitments and discipline were taken away from me. Mm. But in that loss or in that letting go is exactly where the poem finally starts. Mm. And that beginning of some essential song she will spend her life trying to turn to praise that's the rising sign mm. yeah I love that line so much so beautiful uh. <laughs> 
Yay. I have so many things that I want to say and I can't figure out what I want to say. It's okay. <laughs> Silence is good too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I feel like for me it also I can sense the like that subtle um like the purpose in that in that like absence you know like because it's like sometimes it's a it's a loss like right like in that in that poem and then like sometimes it's just like a knowing of something like a longing you know for like what isn't there you know that also feels like a loss somehow even if it's something you haven't had yet you know and and i think that that's like that space there's something so there's something so intimate and vulnerable and like juicy and like um like alive, you know, about, about that space and about the willingness to kind of be with that, you know, there's, there's a lot there. So I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this is a poem that I'll live with for a while, you know? Yeah. So many things about this, this, the story, you know, like, oh, she needs it. It's her baby. This is yeah. the rituals. We all support it. It's so beautiful. Isn't it sweet? She prays with it, you know, and then suddenly, like we're in a time, we're in this time, we're in this pen, you know, when we're recording this, we're in the, in the thick of the shelter in place pandemic time. And we're, we're reckoning with loss. And yet there's something electric about it as well. There's something that, the longing, we can hear the, our own longings. We can hear the whispers that were covered over by the chaos and the noise before this, you know? Yeah, just the, the, the distraction of our own like patterning, you know, like there's something even distracting about the, the way that we get into a groove or a flow of, of life, you know, that is so, can create so much satisfaction in its stability, but also can, can completely like limit us with, the ways that it kind of fills up all the space, you know? Exactly. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, Heidi. It's so, so amazing. And sending you such a big hug. So you're, you're, all of you listening, you know how lucky you are, but aren't we lucky that we get to be in the realm <laughs> in the, in the, in the aura of this beauty, this beauty. <laughs> uh, I know I am. <laughs> so I love you. I love you, love sweetheart. You. Mwah. Yay. <laughs> okay, thank you so much, friends, for joining us on this episode of Soul Crush. You can find us on Instagram at Art of Loving. Please send us any questions, insights, you may have inspirations for guests, and feel free to share this podcast with any of your friends and loved ones. We're sending you so much love, respect, and healing energy to your journey and to all that you are becoming.